Have the Conversation Podcast. Have the Conversation Podcast. Have the Conversation Podcast. The Have the Conversation Podcast. Have the Conversation Podcast. Real people, real conversations. I am pumped to be part of Have the Conversation. We're joined this week by James Owen Roberts. James is an entrepreneur, podcast host, TEDx speaker, author, diet and mindset coach, and a two-times Paralympic athlete. At just a few days old, James was diagnosed with hip dysplasia, but after further examination, it was discovered that it was much worse than that. James had a small fibula, a small tibia, and no femur. The radiographer at the time went as far as saying he shouldn't be able to walk, let alone do some of the other things he later went to achieve. As you're about to hear, our conversation with James is equal parts motivational and inspirational, as well as reflective and authentic to his experience. After listening, if you'd like to connect with James, visit htcpod.com for everything surrounding the episode. And while you're there, click around. We have hundreds of conversations around mental health, wellness, and all those magic moments in between. With everything from our favorite products to book recommendations to ways you can support the podcast, it's all there. We'd love to have you be a part of it. That's htcpod.com. You were born with some unique circumstances, I guess is a great way to put it. I would love to hear in your own words your story and where it really truly begins for you. I think you've got to go further back than that. And I think uh, this is a conversation that I could probably thank the pandemic for because I probably wouldn't have had of, I know the situation for me uh, growing up was challenging, adverse, however you want to put it. But it was a question I posed to my mother. uh, I think it was a late last year what was it like for the family to have to deal with um a a certain amount of uncertainty and obviously having a child is difficult as it is um I wouldn't know that per se myself but in terms of trying to do what's best for somebody growing up is challenging anyway so let alone having a child with a disability so I think I've got a send a massive amount of kudos to to my mom uh, and probably my grandmother. Uh, My grandmother uh, was a little bit more uh, doom and gloom than my mom. Um, I I didn't know this until I was, until I asked last year and I shared this with my, my audience on Facebook last year and it brought people to tears. Like I've only realized this five minutes ago. So for me, it's, it wasn't that big a deal for my grandmother to kind of go, well, uh James how is he going to survive is he going to be in a wheelchair for the rest of his life I think that was obviously the worst case scenario but she never portrayed that to me growing up at all it was like a uh pretty much a few thinking of a stereotypical British person <laughs> that was it um it was like whatever was under the surface she wouldn't say to me so I think for me it is being still probably one from a genetic point of view, probably uh, uh, one from an environment, environmental factor of, of, of copying what I see. Of I'm a very stubborn person, so if you tell me no, ultimately I'm going to find a find, find a way of finding a yes. Uh, because if you deem it can't be done, I would like to prove the contrary. It's not just because I I, I want to spite. Uh, despite you because of it maybe when I was younger that was exactly 100% true but I think as I've got older and I've got into the in the realms of coaching 
it's it's trying to showcase to people there's so many different avenues that you could go down to if somebody says no to you it's it comes back to maybe that they are afraid that they can't achieve it or uh, I used to have a saying when I was in the athletic realms of this there's about four different ways you can go through a wall you can go around it you can go under it you can go over it or the athlete will pretty much go through it but there is about four or five different choices there just pick one yeah right what prompted you to ask that question to your grandma and your mom uh I think I was about oh gosh maybe a few months old maybe a couple of years old um my mom was confronted in the street of what have you done to James I don't know how you try and answer that question of somebody because I would have thought in in a sane situation no mother would do that mutilate their own son or daughter but obviously people have their own judgments their own perceptions of 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 situations so I thought who better to ask um to because obviously I know what fit for face value what it's been like to for me growing up I probably thought of nothing of it and and as I've reflected as I've got older it's like well people saying to me it it is adverse you need to own that because ultimately if it is adverse with somebody else ultimately it is a challenge and it's nothing to be ashamed of I probably was to a certain extent because okay compared to maybe somebody that has acquired a disability my life to some extent has been easy because I don't have anything to compare against uh, I've kind of hit the ground running because of the the position that I've been put upon because of my family of being well okay this is the scenario that you've been de- or the hand you've been dealt with so what let's get on with it uh I coined it to being kind of thrown into the deep end you had a single swim I chose to swim but I think to answer your question more specifically Dan I asked family because I wanted to know it's probably to a greater de- level as to okay what does adversity look like for my family as to well what do you need to do to make obviously my life 10 times easier maybe 100 times easier so there's going to be some sacrifices that you've active active undertaken for me to to kind of have that mindset of okay in an ideal situation I probably would have liked to have things differently but that's not the case okay how are we going to deal with this going forward so it's probably why i've challenged people when they've said no that's okay because i've got a disability okay so what i want to be judged on my ability let alone so i think it is an old-fashioned way of looking at things in terms of looking at people based on their character their morals and their ethics but that's generally how you should you should treat somebody it's not based on their color of skin if they're a man or a woman is if the person's good for what they do and that's their morals their their ethics and that's generally the person's root core mm. yeah we agree <laughs> yeah so was there anything surprising that your mom disclosed to you when when she was talking to you that really like you hadn't thought about or i think probably the, the, the my grandmother's perspective on it because okay she's been dead now what are we now almost 20 years that never came across as James, how is James going to deal with the disability? Is he going to be in the, obviously the advancements of technology has, has come a long way as well. So that's probably helped, but the, the morbidity of what my grandmother said as well, how, how is he going to survive of, it was like, 
I think every avenue that I was thrust upon from a sporting sense is probably thanks to that woman because my mom to some extent was scared of her. I'm probably scared to my mom, scared of my mom to some extent of. It's a healthy fear. Want, <laughs> I was gonna say that's really relatable. You you don't want to go back to her and say I haven't put somebody in a position to succeed. Um, yeah. I don't know what I don't. I, it, it's probably something I sit down with mom occasionally and talk about as okay, that perception of fear is it comes down to probably other factors of um you don't want to be on the outside looking in um it's as simple as that but I think because all that I think the maternal thing that she ever wanted was the best for obviously two two daughters and obviously a grandson of uh she didn't get to unfortunately that come to fruition but I probably I'm not that religious but I probably would look at to the skies okay I've 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 materialized everything that you per se put into words my mom put into actions thus I owe it to them to be able to actually make it a reality so uh my mom oh gosh how long was we got 20 years ago uh took it upon herself at a competition uh, when it finished, to go down to the end of the bleachers and to shout over the over the to, to get the attention of a, I was mortified twenty <laughs> years ago. But if she hadn't been willing to do that, I know for a fact I probably wouldn't be speaking to you today. But it's kind of those little little uh, nuggets per se of, of having that fear of my grandmother, thus she wasn't going to come away with that from that situation having not done it thus I think when I had my bad days in sport it's like well that's the least I can do is kind of like it or lump it on the bad days because my mom did something she wasn't comfortable to do it she did it um my grandmother probably said things that I won't say she regretted but I I challenged when I was a teenager because I didn't agree with them but it put me in a position to, if I didn't agree with something, I would probably maybe challenge it through my actions, not my words. Uh, I was probably, um, well, I was one of the athletes who would stay under the radar because I didn't want to create any um, unwanted attention. Thus, I didn't really challenge a lot of things. I did a lot of things through, through, through my actions of, okay, if I don't agree with something, I'm going to obviously show my displeasure or show uh, that I don't agree with it through, through an action of obviously showing that I'm more than capable and I'm going to make a statement or for pretty much my entire life has been a dream to be a professional athlete. I probably did lose sight of that at times of, well, okay, I'm doing something that I am fortunate to know to do. It's not uh, an aspect of... Uh, I get paid to do this. It's, it's a luxury. It's like, well, you're in a very fortunate position to travel the world as I did, visit other countries to compete. And okay, the body bonus was to be paid to do it. But I think where athletes probably lose sight of that entirely is, is, is the it starts to become a job. It's like, oh, yeah. I don't like this because I've got to get up at six a.m. I've 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 got to do something that I no longer enjoy it's like well that's not true you you owe it to yourself you owe it to your family um 
the coaches down the years of the, the, the amount of people that have laid the laid the path for you to be successful it's not just you okay i have to do the work but as i think my family remind me occasionally if it's not for the parents driving to you to practice and things like that you don't you don't start turning the wheels it's yes you've got the raw talent yes you 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 you've got if you've got the determination and the will to do it but you obviously need a massive amount of support uh behind you but i think what i am alluding to is they probably had a belief in me before i had a belief in myself mm-hmm. yeah that's so true um you said that you always wanted to be a professional athlete and things like that so what was the first sport where you were like yes this i want to know like when did you start sports and what sport was it I started relatively late in competitive sport, but I started uh, first sport actually competitively, and a lot of people don't know this was temping bowling. And in the US, it's huge, so you obviously go the co- co- collegiate way and then become professional. But the actual realms of anything in in the realms of Olympic sport was swimming, and I started at eleven. And if we rewind rewind back to what I mentioned about my mum going down to the end of the bleachers. That coach said I started too late at 11. It's like, yeah, I don't do. And I was 15, 16 at the time. It's like, I don't agree with what you're saying. I'm Why four years prove- later would he say you just started too late? Why would that even be a factor? This is just, it's just typically that's one of those sports you've got to start five, six years old. So, that was okay, the that's... sport that I did as well. I started at the same time as you. I did swim lessons before then, but competitively I started at 11 as well. And it was considered late, but I just think it's shocking for five years later for a coach to say, oh no, you just started too late. Like it, at that point. Well, it, it is a barrier to some extent, Leanne. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's making something challenge. Okay, some people would would have maybe kind of, okay, I agree with what that coach said. Okay, I, I'm, I'm going to maybe never make it to the next level. Mm. Yeah. I'm not that type of person. If you say- Right, same. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. You say it can't be done, okay. <laughs> Watch, watch it watch me oh, mm-hmm. I think we're in this, we're you guys in are the, the through the wall people yeah, yeah. I like it. <laughs> head, head first I think if you were to say to me uh from a mental perspective I don't think it can be done okay that's 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 something in terms of a, a belief or uh habits that's been like underlying that you've learned from somebody else or you you you've you've accepted people saying no 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 or, and then you kind of okay maybe they're right that's slightly different you can obviously dispel that and, and chip away at it but the physical isn't is not possible because anything physical it's your mind that's going to give up before your body your body can keep going it's just that you have this survival mechanism that kicks in okay no james you're you're doing the wrong thing leanne you're doing the wrong thing let's 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 hold back now let's not red 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 line it because we're putting ourselves at at danger but you can't push through that okay i didn't do it all the time but i think people will ask me well why why do you not still compete at the high level i don't want to i don't want to put myself physically through those demands anymore of i know my body's capable of doing it um i've had the discussion with my sports therapist all the time i probably should because that's what my body is used to Thus, the only way to get rid of aches and pains and, and, and tightness is to exercise. Okay, it's probably taken me now, I've been working with about three, four years. Now, okay, you're right. 
I need to probably exercise. And it's trying to find a, a balance between training upwards of probably near 30 hours a week, which is pretty much a job, to, yeah. well, there's going to be a balance. I can't do that and have a full-time job, look after other people and have an existence and I'll be completely happy because I'm not a robot. Mm. That's That's a huge obstacle for a lot of athletes and I went through it myself is when you do retire from your sport you lose a huge portion of not just your your day and your time but who you are and who you identify as um, I was reading that you spent two years trying to figure out what you wanted to do can we talk about that time like what was that like for you wasn't pleasant that's for sure yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I loosely say it's not ple- it pretty much I lost my identity yeah. If we're real, if we're being serious, as that's who I wanted to be, that's who I'd ever been since I, I don't know, maybe five, six years old, up until I retired at 2013, 26. We're talking about almost 20 years of, of me as an individual, of people I hung up with. I went to practice, I did competitions, pretty much my my life revolved around sport. Um, I don't think for people, well, I didn't prepare myself for retirement. I know that I, uh, in, in real seriousness. I am a stickler for preparation uh, of being organized now and before that. That's the only aspect of my life I didn't. It's like, well, okay, let's retire on my accord. And then I got annoyed where I wasn't getting a fanfare about what, what I seen everybody else retire, getting a nice uh, write up about themselves. And I'm very bitter. I, I was, I was a very, I'm not a very nice person, but I have to take some onus of the responsibility and some onus of, uh, of, of the blame because I chose to walk and not be pushed. Uh, I chose to, probably not have the foresight to at least sit down with the I'm not gonna I'm not they're not career advisors but of that like of pretty much preparing you for life after sport this is one aspect it's not a regret but it's kind of going well why didn't you have the foresight to do your due diligence to prepare you've done it in the in the middle of your career of okay sport telling you you need to have a backup plan mm. one reason I went to went to, to university of well let's do it let's at least do a degree I'm going to enjoy and I'm going to get some benefit out of it yeah what degree did you get I did sports science as an oh, undergrad perfect. that's what I did <laughs> it was very much something that I was immersed to before I went to to, to college because we did biomechanics we did physiology testing uh the only one i wasn't made aware of was psychology and i think psychology was very much in this industry what we know 15 years ago uh and i think once i got into the the degree itself it was like well what's the most actually useful in the here and now it's not physiology psychology by, by, biomechanics was not really psychology went both ways so I was able to utilize theory okay let's see if it works in the real world and use it in practice in, 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 in on me and 
okay, it's taken me probably, you know, I graduated in 2010, 10 years actually, but now I utilize it in the real world for other people as to go, okay, this is, this is theory. This is your problem. This is the solution. How do we apply you, it? This is how you apply it. This is how you action it. Everybody's got, we're recording it pretty much in January. So New Year's resolution. Everybody has a, a plan, but they don't have a plan until, in terms of how they're going to execute that. Mm-hmm. And that's why people come, come next month. A lot of people are going to fail because, okay, I had uh, good intentions. I've gone pedal to the metal to a certain extent. If it was talking about fitness, thus there's no re- no no wonder you're going to fail because you can't sustain that long term. Mm-hmm. Because you're gonna you can't go zero to hundred and not have any consequences. So a lot of people, okay, it's good that you're making a change. However, you need to write or well, how am I going to do it long term? So okay, you're doing a month. How do we sustain it for the next eleven months? Mm-hmm. So that's what I do with my clients now. Is okay. You've got a goal. When do you want to achieve it? I'll tell you if it's realistic or not, because I've been doing it a long time, and I probably could utilize my sporting career as well. Of if I say something's not, I'm not saying it's not attainable, but it's not realistic to give it that certain uh, limitation on it needs to be attained by a certain time frame. So I'll ask people point blank and, and straight to the point. If the goal is not set in stone in terms of okay you, you're getting ready for a wedding or you want to get ready for a vacation there's no t- there's no time that it needs to be achieved by it's limitless mm-hmm. so it could be i don't know you want to lose 100 pounds you don't have to do that in six months you've mm-hmm. got the, t- the time you have limited. to keep it off too that's the part that people forget so it doesn't matter about a timeline as much as the behaviors that become habits that you can create a life where you can sustain that 100 pound weight loss. Do I had a discussion with somebody for market research and they'd done another program with another company and I went, if you were to achieve your goal, are you going to be happy? And they said to me, if I achieve the goal, yes. Then but to that point, I said, well, okay, I know your family situation. Does your son make you happy? She said, yes. So they don't they don't align with what you just said because if what well, person makes you happy, but if you don't re, re, realize your goal, you're going to be unhappy. Okay, those are not in synergy, but I think where a lot of people, and I'll, I'll put myself in, in, in the space of the fitness industry are at fault because we focus on nutrition, we focus on fitness, we focus on this for so long. Mindset's playing, it's slowly catching up. Mm-hmm. it's no point the person implementing a fitness regime and a, and a nutrition regime but they don't work on themselves because mm-hmm. okay you have the aspirations of being that individual but you're never going to be that person if you don't step into their shoes mm. I love that so how how did you become fixated on coaching um I kind of fell, I kind of fell into that really uh yeah well let's come back to the two years hiatus of uh my family specifically my mom had been at me for years for, for going into coaching and I think this was in the back end of my career I was like no I'm not ready because I I was of the of the, the mentality of 
if, if I was talking to a gym back then, well, okay, the person's fat. What's the excuse? I've got a disability. I went from grassroots sport to elite sport. I didn't use the disability as an excuse. Uh, I didn't use um, anything at my disposal. So I would be pretty ruthless. I, I had no... Uh, no filter, pretty much no empathy for other individuals whatsoever. So I would look at cause and effect of, okay, I can only see that you're fat. I don't know the real reason as to how you've got there. I think I, I think I'm a lot more um, empathetic now than I ever have been <laughs> because I, I I take into account. I want to kind of find the real reasons. Okay, what has been all the baggage, so to speak, that's got you to this point? Because mm-hmm. there's going to be a lot of it in terms of um, historically, it could be anything, more, really. It, it could be anything. It'd be self-loathing of, hey, I can't look myself in the mirror. Um, I've probably gone a step further than other coaches. I've gone and look at all my in- insecurities as, okay, why do I do the things that I do? Why am I unwilling to... Uh, be uncommunicative, uncommunicative with other people. Why am I quick to lose my temper? Why, why if you tell me something I don't want to hear, I'm going to get annoyed with you? Because let's hear about that journey. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a fun one. I want to go down that path. <laughs> but it, 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 it was I big. I think it was it's only last year. So it's it's been a it's a massive. I've made a massive inroad with that because. Uh, with the help of my my business coach and obviously the other coaches I work alongside of they'll pick apart any limiting beliefs that you've got so be it because of the nature in which sport is as is like a tangible from getting a to b it's pretty much not difficult as in it's just a stepping stone to progress so I would use that in my coaching space as okay the person will come to me with x problem okay, I've got Y solution. And people were like, you can't do that, James, because people are human beings. <laughs> I'll credit them because ultimately I've, I've become a better human being as a result. I wasn't having good conversations with myself, so I would be um, quick to jump to, to conclusions. I still do it to some degree, but not 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 so much. But... I can get myself out of a tight squeeze quite easily because I know what a coach is doing of be it they want to specifically touch on a certain point and I'll be able to kind of go off on a tangent and so you forget about the question altogether but sometimes I won't remember the question either but sometimes I'll do it but I'll do it on purpose as well okay I'll let you get a little bit of what you want to hear but let me kind of go sidetrack and go off somewhere else. But however, when it came to that communication, I think when people presented it as like a as a challenge to be overcome, I like the sound of that. I, I I'm, I'm intrigued and, and I'm willing to to embrace a little bit of hardship, a little bit of struggle for the greater good of be it any emotional thing that you 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 find yourself coming up against, lean into it. So one happened to be anxiety and I didn't like that. I didn't like yeah, that one. Nobody bit. does. That's one. Yeah. But I remember him saying, well, lean into it. Instead of trying to change your, your state or to go off and do something else so you can kind of, um, to a certain extent, 
forget about it. Okay, I'll lean into it. And then to have a greater understanding of when it comes up of, okay, this is what it feels like. Of, uh, And then I've, I've taken upon myself, I think in the new year of, okay, let me learn more as much as I can about human psychology as I, as I can or keep learning thus obviously when it, it comes up for other people you've kind of given the, you've kind of got a toolkit to kind of go okay this is a cut has come up for you how does it make you feel or what is your immediate reaction to do so be it okay for anxiety I didn't like it but I talked about it I said well what, what, what kind of things did it bring up okay uh, and then we've gone into oh, when was it? last week of my relationship is quite I'm quite close with my mom, but my dad is not that close. So he's like, okay, I know a bit about you and your relationship with your mom. Let's talk about your relationship with that. It's 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 not fragmented, but it's it's a weird dynamic because he wasn't there growing up. Mm-hmm. So my relationship is better as an adult than probably it was coming up, but that coach per se of well how would you like to so I had to kind of play the dual role of being myself and being my dad that was weird though however <laughs> powerful it, but weird. it got it got to the the roots as to well, what 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 am I looking to get from him an apology mm-hmm. as to why yeah. did he leave is it is it wrong that he left under the circumstances no is it wrong that I did I did I not have two parents day in day out I put yeah. I put originally yes when he asked me that because like, well, if you look at it, feels wrong to you. It feels like you had been wronged in that situation. Yeah, not ideal. Yeah, I would say yes. I I I think well, I think when he when he rationally kind of said, well, is it wrong to not have both parents? Not really, because it's only it's only society societal norms saying you have to have both parents. Okay. I've probably transcended the status quo because normally you have a single parent, you you you're gonna turn out rot, turn out bad as a bad. But I haven't done that, so I so I think it's trying to challenge that status quo to some extent. Of okay, maybe for my grandparents' generation, generation before that, yes, because you would be it would be frowned upon and you'd be looked down. I think maybe in the twenty first century. I probably could have an argument with somebody over this, but it's not right or wrong. It's just your perspective on that particular situation. But I think as human beings, we look to find any little bit of an issue with ourselves to kind of bring into question our underlying beliefs of about ourselves, be it, okay, me not having two parents, thus I'm wrong, thus... I will always look to either discredit that narrative or prove it right mm. in every. Yeah. There's a lot of proving going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm here to tell you you're enough. I just want to get that like out there. You're more than enough. I feel like I need to say that after that uh, for sure. Cause I, do you think because of that, your mindset is in that constant, like almost like fight mode of, of proof. I could see yeah. It, yeah. yeah. I know people can't see me nodding away. Uh yes. And that's something that I've 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 looked to to improve because I think that coaching particularly asked me, why are you always going into conversation wanting to fight people? 
Yeah, so combat it. <laughs> no, but I do think though that that is what propelled your athletic career. One hundred percent. I mean, yeah, but it doesn't work. It doesn't to some extent. It doesn't serve me now. Not in it, real life. No, <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> but you said it yourself. You've been working on empathy. You're learning about human psychology because I know as a former athlete, I'm a personal trainer and. I have a tough time relating to my clients who do use the excuses, who don't show the same. <laughs> no, not true. They don't show the same level of give a fuck that, that I always have about everything and, and to the point where it can be crippling, but I don't understand the giving up early and the using excuses and being okay with that. Um, so it has taken, I've, I've been in this for 10 years. It's taken this long to realize human behavior and and what's more normal um but i think having a good balance of both is what's going to get you get you through just trying to impart some of my wisdom to to, to not, not even if it's clientele anybody that comes to speak to me to kind of go well, okay this is i'll use the person i spoke to last week of you go monday to wednesday motivated mm-hmm Thursday, not so much. Friday, you know where I'm going with this, Leanne. Yeah, Peter's out. Yep. <laughs> it's, I kind of went, well, isn't it a bit stupid that you're getting back on the horse on Monday? Why don't you get to Thursday and make a conscious choice with yourself? As I'm going to consistently keep going. Okay, Thursday's not going to be easy. However, you've got two choices. You don't, you either commit to it or you quit. But that's a real conversation you need to have with yourself because that's it's a black and white conversation i'm not i'm not saying my motivation is perfect it was far from even even at the highest level i was in a team sport so i had other people that could kind of go come on james let's go today you're mm-hmm. not feeling it today but you're going to show up yeah and those are well those winter months those, those were not fun <laughs> and i would obviously um reciprocate and obviously when they're not feeling it okay let's go let's go today you know so it's accountability and a certain extent obligation to 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 the team of you're going to show up regardless of how you feel. That's not their reality. So they've got to kind of let, be nurtured into this behavior, whereas yeah. you and I, okay, this is normal. But I would say on the flip side, though, I think where a lot of people get it wrong is they think that athletes and people who do reach their goals are constantly motivated that it's, it's an ongoing feeling, it, it, but people do think that. And so they think something's wrong with them when Thursday comes around and they're not feeling it. I probably, I'd say it's probably very minuscule. I'd say maybe, maybe Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Tom Brady. It's very, very small percentage that probably don't need, and I'm generalizing because I don't know because I've never spoken to, to any of them, but they always want to strive for the next thing. I think that's the only downfall, I think, of the athlete mindset of we're never really happy. So if you were to achieve your goal, would that bring you joy and satisfaction? Yeah, right. That sounds exhausting, guys. Yeah, no, it, it's a mental illness, I think. You're trying to always ascertain the next thing. Mm-hmm. But when are you ever going to be happy with what, what you've achieved? Because you always want the next thing. I kind of went, well, that's relatable to to everybody else because well you lose insight of whatever it is okay for me 
I think, coming up was to make the national team. Then it was to obviously make the, the Continental Championships, World Champs, Paralympics. And I think once that I'd done that, I lost sight of, well, okay, well, okay, the, the, the crowning glory is, or the, or the, uh, the mountaintop was the, the gold medal. And I spoke to a retired uh, athlete um, last week, um, and he kind of went, well, I, could, I couldn't use that as motivation because it's going to work on your best day, the, the piece of ribbon or, or medal, but on your bad day, you need to you know, to make it more simplistic than that. And that's probably why it wasn't as successful as it probably could be, because I made it all about the medal at the end of the day. It's like, I want this gold medal so bad, I didn't embrace or take into account the small wins of, okay, it's no mean feat to make. Uh, and I didn't I did manage to do it in free sports, so that's quite an achievement. And when I, when I think about it and actually kind of give myself kudos of you made a national team not everybody can do that not everybody can represent this, the, the, their country on the world stage but because of you're in that bubble of just a big deal it's no business this is normal well you have a an expectation for yourself that's so much higher and everyone's looking at you like i can't believe he achieved all these things but you're still looking ahead I probably play it down to, to I'm getting a little bit better at uh, having more of the je ne sais quoi, like the American attitude to some extent of kind of go, well, I am a big deal. I'm not going to rub it in your face. Yeah. You're proud of your accomplishments. Yeah. I mean, be. I think that that's a beautiful thing. Whereas the British narrative is the opposite of, okay, I've done something, but well, let's, play, let's play it down a little bit more. As in, it's, I don't want to not make you feel bad but make you I want to be braggadocious or like yeah. you know yeah I understand that but when things are all goal oriented excuse me um if it's not planted in purpose and if you don't know why you're doing it I think that's where things can kind of get off track because then you're always like trying to go for the next like validation almost like the accolades like you said where was my write-up you know like all those things you want the acknowledgement but if you get that and then it's gone, I mean, like when, when you win an award, it's only there for a little while. Like that's so fleeting. Totally. Oh, I think the best thing I've seen on social media, I think it was yesterday, Mike Tyson said his, his, his all accolades that he got in boxing were garbage. Yeah. And that's quite powerful in terms of it yeah. does, in terms of, yes, it's an accomplishment at the time is, is what you said your whole being on in terms of achieving, but, it does it doesn't mean anything it's not it's 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 not going to serve me going forward if i start living in the past and he's got a point mm -hmm. we're living in the here and now i think now he's no longer a boxer he's got a lot of wisdom to get okay he was a pretty much very dangerous char character to, to, to being at that time but in terms of the amount of knowledge and wisdom probably athletes bring to the table is immense because for the ordinary person it, it's going to take them obviously what well, could take years to be able to get to the the mindset that in terms of like dedication hard work um to a certain extent respect for the other individual you're not, you're not going to not show up and not give 100 percent 
mm-hmm. to to another to to a team. I still do it now. I'm, I I've got I've come down a level, but I've got probably an obligation to do it to myself to give the best that I can to to, to give the best um, to to the team, regardless of how I feel. But I think coming back to my point with the the Mike Tyson of they're insignificant. Okay, I've got a picture behind me. It's a memory. And I resonated with that. It's like at that particular point in time in my life, those awards, those accolades, the team kits, they were pretty much everything revolved around that. Now, it still brings him a great amount of pride to wear it, but I know in my heart of hearts, if somebody said, oh, would you do it again? Yeah, in a heartbeat, I'll go back. I'll learn from some of the mistakes that I did. However, going forward to the games that I didn't go, so be Rio in 2016 or, or Tokyo just gone, I chose a different uh, trajectory. And it, I did speak to one of my performance directors last year about it. It's like, well, you didn't, you chose to go a different direction. I did still didn't like to hear that. Whereas now it's, it's now, it sits easy with me. It's like, I chose to go a different route. Yeah. And you would have to choose it eventually anyways. This yeah, isn't I was say, no regrets. <laughs> what is it all about for you now? What are your goals moving forward? It's helping as many people as possible. I think sport, sport served a purpose. Uh, yes, it was motivational and inspirational for other people, but that's not why I did it. I did it for solely maybe a push, maybe my family... Uh, but ultimately it was for me, whereas I get greater satisfaction going to work every single day or being my best uh, opportune person to, to serve the community as I can be. As uh, I think somebody said, well, does your motivation wane? You know? Or if it does, I'll, I'll take a rea- reality check as to, okay, James, why are you doing this? Some might argue with you as a financial reward, but that doesn't motivate me. It's, it's it's it it can be a it can be actually a curse sometimes. As, okay, I've not hit my target this month or this quarter. Yeah. Why not? But ultimately, it comes back to conversations. Did I have uh, a meaningful connection with that individual? If the answer is no, that's my fault. <laughs> it's 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 also it if I if I can't communicate properly or in a response that you're going to get in a, a position of, of power and, and, and take action, that's on me. Because mm-hmm. if I've not been able to communicate in a way that, okay, James has energized me here, I see that what I'm doing at the present moment, I don't want, I don't like, I can see what he's talking about and I can believe in it, that's I'm going to do something about it. Obviously, on the other hand, I, I don't do that. I don't make you aware of you some people don't see, perceive that they've got a problem they, they might not see it it's not it's not as clear as day that's my responsibility as a coach albeit not just me as, as an individual coach the responsibility of the industry to kind of go enough of this bullshit of you know the next fad thing it's 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 that okay that might work for some people not gonna work for everybody but it doesn't have to be this nice shiny thing that's going to get you a result 
I think everything that I read or see now, uh, that's common sense. That's mm-hmm. not difficult. And it's boring and it's boring <laughs> and tedious and people don't want to do it. If I'm repeatedly being told that, it's the right answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it is the right answer. It's sticking around for a reason. It's yeah. not the fun answer that yeah. everyone's looking for. That's true. <laughs> um, I'm going to have you do your best American effort to kind of tell us some of the things that you're excited and working on right now or what you're happy um, to be providing to your clients. Can you talk a little bit about what you're helping people with right now? At the moment, this is where but gives me a buzz. It's, it's the mindset. It's just trying to change somebody's behavior. It's trying to make them aware of, you don't even need me. If I can give you the arsenal to be aware of when it you're coming unstuck, you can fix it there and then. You don't don't have to wait me to, for me to check in. You don't have to wait for me to kind of go, okay, this people keep this person keeps fucking up. Let let me stop it. Kind of kind of stop it before it gets out of control. It's trying to give them a tool that enables them to kind of even challenge the, the the thought process okay i i used to be of the age of do what i say and not as i do i don't do that anymore it's, it's if, if i've not done it before i'm not going to give it to you if i've not tried tried it in any capacity be it physical uh nutritional or or mental i won't give it to you because it's like because I, I'm not going to put you, it'd be very hypocritical for me to say, well, I want you to try this. I've not done it. It's worked for other people. Let me know how it goes. <laughs> See how it goes. And the mindset stuff, I, I, I've gone leaps and bounds to kind of go, well, where, 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 where are my insecurities? Where are my vulnerabilities? Where, where am I? Where could I be operating on a on a higher level? What can I do to to raise my standards? And everybody obviously around me is going to obviously want to 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 do so as well because you don't want to be left behind. So it, it's it, it's obviously learning from as many people as I can and molding it in a way that it's in accordance with me because um, ultimately I could spout anything that I want to do from another individual. Uh, I might not, I might, I might say it, but I might not believe in, in terms of, I, I've taken up on myself this year to, 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 to raise the standard in terms of, well, okay, what is, what is acceptable for me? Mm-hmm. What, what is, what am I infinitely capable of? Absolutely anything. So that's what I want to give to the clients this year in terms of, okay, if you've got something that you want to achieve, what's stopping you other than yourself? What right and and your life is the perfect picture for people to realize that that is the truth and you're the perfect person to relay that message and just the fact too that you give your mom and your grandma and your support system so much credit for putting you where you are um, I mean that's empathy at its core because I think a lot of people who it's in there are, yeah yeah <laughs> Achievers, though they, they, it's so self-focused because you have to be so self-focused because you have to be at practice at this time and you have to put in all the effort and you have to, you know, make sure that you're sticking to this schedule and giving your all. But for you to look outside of that and be like, these people supported me and I couldn't be anywhere without them. Yet I still did 
all of this work and look where it got me. I, I think that that's such a pretty badass. Yeah. A motivational <laughs> message to share with clients. It's, it's truly amazing. That's why we wanted to have you on. Yeah. Appreciate that. Yeah. Of course. Well, I can't thank you enough for coming and hanging out with us. I really enjoyed our time together and um, I wish you all the best with everything that you're working on and in future goals for yourself. I have no doubt you'll achieve them um, <laughs> and beyond and, and beyond and beyond. And I, and I hope too, that you have more moments that, you know, crack at your empathy and, and let mm -hmm. your heart out a little bit because it's a beautiful thing when you do express it. And I really appreciate you being so open and honest with us today. It was really nice. Yeah. Yeah. Thank my you. pleasure. Awesome. Awesome. Well, where can people get connected with you and find you if they have more questions or, or want to get involved and have you as a coach? Uh, you can find me uh, on my website, jamesowenroberts.com. Uh, if you wanted to hear more insight into me uh, from the other end of the microphone, my podcast is The Mindset Athlete, which you can find on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Awesome. awesome. Thanks so much, James. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Babe. Thank you, James. Thanks. She is. Talk soon. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>when it's this cold outside, I know the thought of having a chili pad might not be that appealing. But did you know the chili pad is capable of maintaining a temperature of 55 degrees all the way up to over 100 degrees? No matter what temperature you prefer to sleep at, Chili Sleep products can help you achieve the best sleep you've ever had. Their products are scientifically backed, and firsthand I can tell you I've had one for about two years now, and sleeping when I'm traveling or not at home is actually a legit struggle because I'm totally spoiled. I can't unknow how great it feels to keep my bed at a perfect 70 degrees all night, and I'll never go back. Go browse their products at www.chilisleep.com, that's C-H-I-L-I-S-L-E-E-P.com, and use the code HAVETHECOMBO for a discount at checkout. That's have the combo, all one word, for a special discount on your Chili Sleep products. Sweet dreams. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to join in on the conversation, we invite you to come be a part of the HDC community. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram by searching at have the combo. For information on all of our shows, guests, and more, visit htcpod.com. While you're there, be sure to hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. Talk soon.